Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Shadow Fighter. Um, but before we get into Shadow Fighter, Aaron, there's a couple things we need to discuss. The first thing is that there are still some of you out there in listener land that has not voted for the best Amigos games of 2018. Um, you need to get on that. Uh, find the link that I've posted on uh, Twitter or Facebook or Google+. Click on it, it will take you to a Google form. And then vote for your favorite titles. That we got all the different categories. You know, best adventure game, best licensed title, the uh, hot mess of 2018, which is uh, it's I, unfortunately I'm not available to be voted for on that one. Um, so you better vote and vote now. You know, um, the, the categories are vast, mm-hmm. and 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 you ever watch the Gram or the Oscars when it gets into like the third big hour? And it's like, uh, best sound man with a mustache with a, that walks with a limp that wears a toupee. A little specific. Yeah. A little specific, yeah. So um, make sure you get on there and vote because uh, the voting cutoff is going to be one week from today. So make sure you get your vote in. And, uh, of course, all the results will be announced on our New Year's extravaganza this year. Um, and uh, we've got some, some special stuff in store for that show. That's going to be a monster show. It's gonna it be, could be our biggest show ever. It's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Um, I also want to point out, Aaron, we got a new iTunes review. This review comes from the UK, iTunes UK. iTunes in the UK. It's like, it's like the dark side of the moon. Um, it is? The, the, yeah, because we got the iTunes USA, which is all we ever see in the uh-huh. iTunes UK. It's, it rotates But you've got a special here. gimmick here. I've got a special Very gimmick. Um, the title of this review is International Retro Superstars. So... Speaking of us, I assume. Uh, he says, there are millions of podcasts out there, but very few of them are about the classic British machine, the Amiga. And only one of them is from two hardworking guys from West Virginia. Get an honest opinion on our old games without bias, learn about the latest retro news, and have a great laugh into the bargain. There's so many episodes to go at, too. Only Amigos makes it possible. Thank you, Pixels at Dawn, oh. for that <laughs> lovely iTunes review. And if you have not left us an iTunes review yet, please, please, please do. That is the number one way that we can grow our listenership on the old audio format. Um, so uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Pixels at Dawn. He's a ringer. He's he a is. ringer. Thank you, Pix. All right, Aaron. It's time. I hear it. It's time to load. get on board, load the cargo. The gamble train is approaching the station. Oh. Let's hear the latest in this week's Amiga news. Okay, well, you're sort of like the robot. So, I, there's actually, I actually managed to do something this week, Boat. I got off my lazy butt and wrote stuff down, and even you added some stuff here, too, which I find remarkable. So, <laughs> in fact, you've got the first gimmick here. You want to talk about whatever this is? Sure. So, this was this is a hat tip to uh, our man, Figgy CTZ. The Fig. Uh, he sent us this message. There is a open source port of cannon fodder available right now. So this is custom levels, this is custom loadouts, everything you want, 
yeah, check this out. This you can find this at openfodder.com. Uh, they have Windows, uh, Unix, and uh, I guess it's just Windows and Unix versions. Uh, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, and so check this out. If you're a fan of can of fodder, I'm going to give this a shot later on this that's week. That's something, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 that's that's amazing. I mean, you can, there's probably all kinds of crazy stuff set up for it. Absolutely. Very so. good. Thanks, I agree with that. Beautiful, man. Uh, next on the docket here. Uh, New, this is straight from our good buddies over at Indie Retro News. Mm. Uh, Amazon Software's colorful new platformer, Coco Banana, is taking uh, pre-orders, and I believe there's a demo for it. There's a little gimmick right there. Uh, uh, have you have you looked at this uh, number here? Of course, you go right. To the <laughs> there we go. So it looks like a uh, wow that that looks pretty good. Yeah, it? you got, so this you got is, you a dinosaur there, or alligator, I think. Yeah, and it's, a, it's kind of a platformer with some uh, some some parallax scrolling because I mean you can't have an Amiga game without parallax scrolling. Listen, uh, and you gotta uh, have that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this looks really good. This looks like my kind of game. You know, I'm a fan of the platformer. Yeah, this and, looks it looks it's cutesy. Yeah, look at that foreground stuff. Back. Yeah. You're right, there's multiple layers of parallax. <laughs> Those are the best kind of layers, multiple. So that looks pretty good. So if you're into that, uh, you can link it up on our soon-to-be-extinct Google Plus page. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but uh, uh, we've got it linked up. And like I said, I think there's a demo of this out you can you can go tool around on. Um, now, here's something I, I just dug up from uh, another one of our uh, good friends. Over at Vintage is the New Old. Ooh. Although I wrote it out, Vintage is the Old New, which I had to go back and change. So <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? I don't even know. Um, I think they've got an acronym like BitNo or something like that. Paulo has highlights uh, from the recent 2018 World of Commodore in Toronto, Canada. So if you're uh, if you're looking to see what they're going uh, doing up in the Great White North, mm -hmm. eh? uh, they had it looks like they had a pretty good uh, turnout up there. And have you flipped through these picturinos yet? You know, I'm flipping through them right now. Yeah, and, I, and, it's, and he writes a full, uh, a full description of what's going on. Looks like they had a really nice crowd. Yeah. Hey, listen, Canada is a mega country up there. It is. It is. Those those are fine folks up there. Long winters, kick back with the Amiga, hey, man. playing some games, you know, rendering some stuff, and generally being cool, drinking so, some brews. Hey. You know it. <laughs> you know that. So there you go if you're interested in that. Okay, next on the docket. Now, this one here, readretro.com. I've never heard of this site. This popped up on the radar. Mm -hmm. uh, Commodore Amiga lives on with five new games, and it goes on to talk about these games, and some of these we've talked about. Uh, but uh, uh, I, liked, I like it when I dig up a new site that's talking about Amiga stuff. And so if you're <clears throat> interested, it's at read. Retro.com. You ever heard of that one? I've not heard of these guys. However, the guy that puts together these videos, he's sort of, he is on it. Whatever yeah. whatever kind of, uh, this is Saberman, I think is his YouTube channel. Uh, he is, whenever a new game is released, he instantly creates a video and puts it online. I so. think he's got the inside track. Yeah, I applaud his yeah. efforts for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll skip to that. Okay, uh, well, we might as well talk about this. So uh, we mentioned, I guess it's a couple episodes ago, that we're going to be migrating off of, of Google Plus next year, late in the year. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're going to be migrating off Google Plus earlier in the year because they found uh, uh, a very stupid flaw in Google Plus that's uh, giving away information, and so they're shutting it down early. Uh, so. Uh, we have uh, uh, we've got somebody on that, don't we, Boat? It's how do you feel about all our Amiga news being leaked to the Russians? Listen, 
that would probably help the world be more peaceful. <laughs> That's true. I think. That's true. Amiga rings the world together. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, that said, uh, comrade, we're, we've got we've got top men working on a replacement uh, that we're going to start using, and uh, I'd say we'll probably migrate to it as soon as possible. And I'll probably do both for a while until uh, Google Plus buys it. So, eh, what are you going to do? We we need to get off Google Plus anyway. It's been dead as a doornail for That's a while. That's true. Now, here's something from our good pal, uh, Pixels at Dawn. Uh, Laird's, uh, Laird's Lair, it's hard to say, Boy. Laird's, um, which we've, God knows I've watched about a 400 million of his videos. <laughs> um, he goes to the Retro Computer Museum in Leicestershire to take a... Leicester. Oh, is that what I said? Is that, did I That's pronounce? Oh, there's no shear at right. is there? Is there a Leicestershire? Did I just make that up? No. There's, there's Worcestershire no Leicestershire sauce. Leicestershire. Yeah. It's spelled sort of like that, but you don't say it like oh, that. Oh, well, dang it. Anyway, he goes to Leicester. Mm-hmm. What's with all the I's and C's in there? What's it's going England, on? It's England, man. They got, they got, they got it's, it's vowel, to throw around. They it's got like vowel scrabble. It we'll is. Just throw it in there. Triple word score. Uh, anyway, he goes to, the, to whatever this place is called to take a look at the only... One of the only CD1200 prototypes. Now, we saw the guys over at uh, Guru mm -hmm. uh, get the scoop on this as well. And I don't know if this is the same one or if it's a different one. Uh, there are too many of these around. They say, uh, I watched this video, and a fellow says, as far as they know, there were only 30 ever made, and they think most of those were destroyed. Mm. So it's possible that we're seeing the only uh, one, 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 one or two that are the only ones that are left. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the self-same one that we saw in the Guru maybe Meditation. Maybe so, maybe so. Uh, th this one doesn't work. Uh, they, don't have all the, they don't have all the crap in it to make it go, you know. Uh, but they're hoping to uh, take it apart, uh, sort of like what the Amiga Love outfit's doing with the, uh, that rejuvenator board, trying to take that thing out and, and scan it in and get all the data off of it and then try to you know make it work. Right. It's a handsome unit, I think. I love Don't it. You I like think it? it's so cool. And it would fit right in with your with your 1200. Of course, again, it extends your 1200 further across the desk. <laughs> at this point, so we've got desks. It continues like, its long march towards it. Sort of living. Yes, it's true. Okay. Uh, you know who else is from Leicester? Um, I can't even say what I was going to say. Who? Chris Foles. Oh, that's where the fold was? I should yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, I just put this up today just because it's sort of Amiga related. Here's another site we never uh, link from. Here's Movie, another site we never heard of. Moviesgamesandtech.com. I wonder what My they do. I wonder what they cover. Yeah. Uh, they did a review of God's Remastered. Mm. I remember hearing a lot about God's Remastered, then I didn't hear nothing for right. a while. And I remember seeing a video of it, and it looks a lot like the old gods, except smoothed out and. and yeah, they uh, haven't. They haven't. Uh, they haven't totally redone it. Like you said, it's remastered. Well, you don't so. have to go crazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this thing runs. I mean, did you see what this is on? It's like the PS4, the Switch. Really? <laughs> so this is getting wide release. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, this is not uh, an Amiga title. It's going to be. It's going to be released for uh, other people. Now, you know, some people, some people love gods. Some people, I like gods a lot. You, I, I recall you, you don't like it at all. I hate it. Uh, you didn't like the slow plotting game style. Why? Or the just general goofiness of your character. I game. enjoy <laughs> You love a lot of goofy. You are a goofy character. <laughs> I've got enough goofy characters in my life. Well, I, I don't, so I enjoyed it. So anyway, they give this a, a six and a half out of ten, I believe. Mm. Well, you know, listen make your own call here. But I'm just saying, it looks like it's okay. Uh, will I get it? It's on Steam. So, you know, hey, if the price is right, or if the people over at uh, 
whoever made this, the uh, people that made Gods want to send me a review copy. Hint, hint. I'll be more than happy to have a go at it. Hey, I love me some Gods, so I'll, I'll be, give an honest review. But anyway, fetch your bag, go for it. Now this one, uh, this one popped at the eleventh hour. The ele- I literally saw this as I was leaving work from our good buddies over to Indie Retro News. Uh, the Atari ST version of Simbad and the Throne of the Falcon gets an Amiga port by Maynaf. Now we've, I believe he's done uh, some other ports of stuff from the ST, and uh, here it is. Uh, I've never played. Uh, I've never played uh, this game. You, ne- that you, I thought that you'd played every single CinemaWare game. This is completion. this is one that I've not played. Hmm. So, and I, I'll be honest with you, I thought the Amiga already had a a a. a, a a version of this, but I guess I'll, I guess it didn't, or maybe this is just a better version. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't played it, so yeah. it's on the list. I'll be playing it now, uh, and I like Sinbad. I like the movie and stuff, mm-hmm. so it might be it might be kind of fun. Uh, hey, anything that gets ported over from the ST, that sounds good to me. Because hey, remember they did that port of uh, uh, what was the uh, not Karotica? Yeah, it was Karotica they ported over, and it ended up being really good. Uh, so uh, uh, you know, maybe this will be good too. Um, Couple more items here. Um, speak of the devil, and man, the man himself here in, is in the chat. Uh, if you uh, follow the Retro Man Cave, uh, like I do, uh, he is uh, up to part three of his uh, Amiga, 15, uh, Amiga 1500 like uh, uh, rebuild. This thing came out, of the, uh, it was junked up. He's had to do a lot of work. So this time around, we're looking at doing some expansion. Mm. And uh, what what I, is that thing? What I like about it, that's a big old expansion uh, board with a pro- new processor. That's crazy that's got looking. A, that's got a 68030 on that it. That seems like it could be its own computer. Because the thing about the 1500 is it's basically, it's exactly like a 500. It's just awesomer with a bunch of ports. It, it doesn't, the process is the same. So what you got to do is, and what I like about this video is he, he, he shoots video of him playing some games without anything in it, all right? And he plays games, and he, including Wing Commander, which you were caught in that video a while back of playing the Wing little, Commander on the little, 600. a little rough on the 600. It was a slideshow, let's face it. Mm-hmm. So what Retro does is he he does a before and after, and the comparison, just like you're wow, seeing if you're watching. Wow, unbelievable. And, and, well, of course, you're going from uh, 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 68,000 to 030, and you're adding a ton of memory, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's uh, the difference is, is quite remarkable. Yeah, and this is this is the reason to upgrade. Like, when we talk about, you know, why upgrade, you know, what is it? If my games can look that much better on a stock system. Yeah, it, it, there's certainly, that's... and when you see Wing Commander, it's, it's, I mean, the difference is unbelievable. On top of everything else, uh, um, it's a, it's more usable, and again, now most things play pretty well on a stock system. But here's another good example. He talk he talks about uh, rendering this stuff here, and if you watch the rendering on uh, between the two systems, again, you're running you're it's going from a uh, sixty-eight thousand to an 030. It's a huge difference. Mm. It's a huge difference. So, but he did it with old classic accelerators, and everything in this is classic except for the GoTech. Uh, and so it's 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 interesting if you're into the old stuff. Yeah, I would love to have an O30 and O40, but that I mean that stuff was so out of my reach in the old days, and now it's like triple. You couldn't get one on a bed. They cost yeah. a fortune. Yeah, you know. And then plus you're in a position now where that stuff's getting so old, it could go at any time. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and this is something we're all gonna have to deal with. In the coming years, I mean, it, now it stuff's gonna start fizzling left and right. Memento but anyway, Mori. it's good stuff uh, from the from the main man, Richard Man Cave. Always good stuff over there. Um, so let's go over some of the. Uh, oh no, I almost forgot one thing. 
Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, the uh, uh, the nerd did a, uh, a show on the CD32. Oh, Man, I almost did it again. Yeah. What are you doing, Bo? Yeah. <laughs> so then, and then after the nerd did the CD32 uh, debacle, then he they had our video pulled. Right, that? right. We and, cannot and show so, any nerd videos. So what does on... Boat do while I'm talking about it? He loads up the video. Yeah, yeah. I just get on automatic pilot, we don't need, man. We don't, need, we don't want the nerd We don't need the legal team on us again. Yeah, no. Once was enough, threatened with broken uh, fingers. Know, it reminds me of Mr. Burns. He's got that, he pulls the lever and there's mm -hmm. a panel of lawyers going yeah. at you. We don't need that. So anyway, the nerd is back with part two of his uh, Amiga beatdown. And this time out, he takes a look at what is actually a CDTV title, The Town With No Name. Now, this is rather an infamous title for its suckery. Yeah, I've been to the desert and all that stuff. No, right? this is not that good. Oh. Uh, that's a horse with no name. This is a town with no name. It's also the uh, programmers with no skill. <laughs> because <laughs> this thing looks like they... I don't know what was going on here. I mean, this is... Uh, well, it's not good. And so it's ripe for the pluckings, and which is okay. That's what he does. But what he does do that I don't agree with, that actually filled me with much anger, because I sort of enjoyed the uh, show. And I like his stuff generally. I mean, he's an idiot, He does, but that's what he's supposed to be. But at the end of the episode, he, he blows up a CD32. and bur he, Well, he burns it. He, he literally melts the CD32. Wow. Uh, you know, I know... There's a there's a certain element that think that's amusing or and listen I'm not going to be the stall I'm I'm not going to speak up for the whole Amiga Nation but I, I'm not wasn't happy I'll speak up for the whole Amiga Nation you shouldn't destroy consoles it doesn't matter what they are they have value to someone and there are people that have worked their butts off to get some of this stuff and to me it's like it's like I've always had a problem with Garth Brooks smashing up guitars on stage you know it's like. There's lots of people out there that, you know, would like to have a guitar. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I think that's lame, and well, it's not cool. It, it, it was disheartening. I, I'm hoping it was one that didn't work, or is the shell one, or whatever, but... Maybe it, it was 3D printed. He no, he melts the sucker down. The mm. sticker, you can... It, it, and it was, uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was silly. Uh, and, and the thing is, I looked down in the comments, and people were like, "Woohoo, you're the man!" You know, oh yeah. There's a lot of slack-jawed, mouth-breathing troglodytes out there that think this stuff's hilarious. I, I was not amused. I don't like it when he does anything. But not, this isn't like you're blowing up a PlayStation. They made four billion of those. Mm -hmm. This is freaking a rare commodity. So yeah. I know. I, I listen. I, I told myself like, you're not going to go off on this because it's stupid and no one cares. But it did piss me off. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I know. I'm that. I guess I'm that shallow. Um, so let's talk about site news, Boat. Um, first thing I want to mention is, I guess you're going to start doing this weekly, uh, Boat. Is I guess this is the plan. Uh, if you miss uh, a live uh, week of our of our amigos, like tonight, right now, I assume this is something that's going to get put up eventually. You're that's right. So uh, going forward, all full archives of the amigos will be made available to the public. So if you want to catch our pre-show shenanigans our during-show shenanigans and our post-show shenanigans all in one handy stream on one video on YouTube. Just search for Amigos Live and you can see it all. The outtakes, the missteps, the times Aaron beats me into submission. Uh, you'll see it all on Amigos Live. So, yeah. Don't, uh, that may have to happen one of these days. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, some people miss, miss the live stream and they get a kick out of it. Also, don't don't forget that it also includes all the chat. That's that right. That, that, that's a major reason why I did it is because we have all this chat going on, and I hate to lose that, uh, that record after the show goes live. So, 
If you just want to watch the Amigos part, that's still going to be available to you on YouTube in an audio form. But if you want to see the whole ball of wax, the whole kit and caboodle from soup to nuts, I'm out of analogies, you can find it on YouTube. I like that. Well said, well said. So um, we also recorded a crazy, uh, uh, it got over our uh, last uh, episode of Insert Disc 2, um, which we talked about. That's Insert Disc 2. Yeah, we talked about uh, uh, the one-up arcade uh, machine I saw at Walmart. We talked about the PlayStation uh, Mini. Mm-hmm. Among other things, by the way, that it's funny we weren't prolific on this, but it, that thing's been fully hacked now. Totally, put play the game you want. Now people have turned. They now they kind of like it. Well, like, it, oh, yeah. the ultimate irony is that the SNES Classic apparently plays PlayStation games better than the PlayStation. Uh, I've heard that. Games, Listen, so. I've got. I'm assuming we're going to get into this later because I've got yet more idiot conversation to talk about on that. So stay tuned in for insert this too. Where we <laughs> continue the conversation on that because there's more more to come. Um, oh. Last week, me and the Brent uh, tackled a machine that was uh, hard as hell to emulate. We took on the FM Towns Marty. I was actually interested in, in messing with the Marty uh, because, uh, which I'd love to, I'd love to touch a Marty or I love to touch an FM Marty. I got to be careful, Marty. I like to touch an FM Towns Marty or play with one because it looks, it's really a unique and interesting system. Um, it's a shame that it didn't do very well because it's an interesting blend of arcade ports and PC ports. Uh, uh, so it's, it's, it's quite a bit. Uh, the story of the FM Towns Marty is very similar to the Amiga. The FM Towns was a PC, then they consoleized it into the, into the FM Towns Marty. Much like the CD32 we were just talking about with the Nerd was a console-sized version of Amiga 1200. They have a lot of similarities. Well, I think they, there are a lot of companies that try to do yeah. a console-sized version of it. Well, but I mean, computer. if you think about it, it's, it, they came out the exact same time. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it interesting. The uh, FM Towns Marty only beat the CD32 up by a few months, uh, and that's why it's the first that's uh, why system of the one. CD. Yeah, it's well, and there were so few made. Again, also like the uh, CD32. So, anyway, we had a good time with it. Uh, uh, it's been a pretty well received episode. Now, this coming week, much to Brent's delight, we're going to tackle an American, as American a system as you can get. Uh, from the big state, the Lone Star State, we're going to be tackling the Texas Instruments TI 994A this week. It's our foray into the 4A. Uh, I hope that's the episode title. That's. No, I don't title them. I'm not that creative. Mm. So it'll be a lot of fun. Brick was so delighted. He sunk his head down on the ground and, and pleaded for help. <laughs> he was so appalled. So that's what we'll be uh, covering this week. Um, see, do I have anything else here? Bo, Bo, you got anything that you can think of that we missed here? I don't think so. Um, I guess I can mention this now rather than at the end of the show. We do have a new URL for our uh, yeah. T-shirts. If you go to everythingamiga.com slash swag, you can go right to the store. Uh, thank you to Jason Warns for making that shortcut so you don't have to type in a mini hyphenated mini character URL to yes, find thank, our stuff. Thank, thank you, Jason, very much. We appreciate that. Aaron, yes, are sir. you ready to tackle the beast that is Shadow Fighter? I'm ready to tackle the beast. Uh, I really am. You ready to go? I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the game uh, selection committee this week spoke out, and I don't know how close it was, but... For us, they picked Shadow Fighter. It's amazing to me, I'll say through prefaces, that I have not ever played this before. I knew, I'd heard the name, I knew of it, but I'd never played it. You know, I'm a fighting game fanatic. 
and uh, uh, especially amazes me is when I look over the reviews and the scores on Limits. It's so highly regarded that I just I don't know how I missed it. It came late, real late in the uh, game. So I'm assuming that's I was out before mm-hmm. you know got out. So you were playing that one must fall crap thing that you were always talking about when you had a real. You've game never played one must fall, have you? In your I've whole life, enough. you've never played it once. So we're gonna <laughs> ignore most of what Boat says. <laughs> Keep drinking, pal. So anyway, um, Shadow Fighter came out. It actually was released, and there were three different releases of this Boatster. Mm-hmm. Uh, this had a an AGA release, uh, an original chipset slash ECS release, and of course a CD32 release. Now, I looked at the CD32 release. I don't know which one, you know which one you looked at. I looked at the AGA version. Okay, um, the uh, AGA version. Oh, I, I played both the ECS and the AGA, but I spent oh, most really? of the time with. Okay, AGA. good because I mean I didn't get to try the OCS one. Uh, the on the AGA version was four discs, and the uh, the older one, the OCS ECS, was four discs. And the CD, of course, was one CD. So this came out in, uh, I saw several release dates for this, so I'm, I'm not, I don't know if they released these staggered or how they did it, but uh, the, the, the mostly agreed upon release date for this was February 19th, 1994, although some places had it listed as coming out in 95. So I don't know, if, I'm assuming one, some of the other versions came out first. Uh, this was published by Gremlin. <clears throat> of course, Gremlin published a million things. Mm-hmm. It was a real. It was developed by uh, an outfit called Naps. N period A period P period S period. Right, which uh, I'd never heard of them. Well, before. that's all they ever did oh, okay. on the Amiga, and I'll okay. get to them in, in, in a little while. Um, everyone that worked on this pretty much didn't work on anything else on the Amiga, except for the music guy who did, among other things, Zool 2. He did the music for that. So there wasn't a lot of. Uh, this was their baby on the Amiga. Uh, you can play one or two players. You can play two. You can fight each other. It's a fighting game. We should mention that. Um, so, what is Shadow Fighter? And I want you to think back into that kind of early to mid '90s era. Fighting games were all the rage. You got to have one, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked about that. And the Amiga was light in that area. Now, uh, eventually, you would have um, Fighting Spirits, which we both really enjoyed. And you also, of course, you had that god-awful Street Fighter II that came out. And you had Body Blows. Body Blows series, which, you know, and Primal Rage eventually came out in Mortal Kombat. So you, you really had, had them all. You had, well, with various degrees of success. Sure. We could agree with that. Uh, and we, Elf Mania is another one. And so this, this, uh, this game was released in that environment, and it sort of shares... Um, it sort of shares attributes of some of those games. All right, so you can tell some of the stuff they put in to to uh, meet the needs of that era, okay? So I <laughs> I printed this story. This thing has a backstory, which I'm I'm not going to read this whole backstory. You know, I never noticed cuz I never looked at the, uh, the the manual that was the, the in the original font, but it's total Star Trek font on the title. Oh there. yeah, yeah. And I I'm holding it up here. I, I printed it out from the from the manual. So, and I, I want to thank, as we always do, uh, Lemon Amiga and Hall of Light for the multiple the information. The I, I use them all the time. Um, so, basically, I'm going to summarize this long story because the story is kind of confusing. So, there's a samurai. Mm-hmm. He's honor. He's honorable. 
you know. As they are. But this demon wants him to, wants his soul. Mm. Because it, internally, this Samra has an inner turmoil. Part of him wants to be a, a world-conquering stud. But the honorable Samurai part's like, no, we can't do that. Boy, it's like looking in the mirror. I know, I know. And you've got the sword and everything. Yeah. So get this, this might affect you someday. So anyway, the demon rolls in. He, he sends in one of his goons, hired goons. And he says, uh, he, he lays a, a, this uh, sword at this guy's foot of his bed. Okay, a shadow. And he hold, and he the and it's a he, uh, and has a and the shadow also has a globe of light, an orb. Okay, and so um, the guy grabs his sword and he feels the power of super evil awesomeness. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going for it." Right? Oh, so he becomes a, a big. Uh, he starts becoming a braggart, and, he, and, and the people that all liked him started not liking because he was becoming a jerk. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, for, and again, I'm trying to summarize this weird story. So basically, that same demon guy that was like, man, I want this guy's soul, he started not wanting his soul because the guy became a jerk or right. whatever. So, like, tainted souls aren't as. He as sort viable. of cursed him to live forever or something. Mm-hmm. And so now this guy exists, and he's, but it's, he's, the body's decaying, you know, but he's got eerie power. Kind of zombie like. Real weird uh, tale. You know, if you, if you read the docs, I mean, maybe you can make more of a So than he's I did. the boss in this game. He's the boss. Yeah, yeah. Punta Cana or whatever. He, uh, no, <laughs> his name is Kiyoya. Mishumi, that was his samurai. But that's name. not the boss's name. The no, boss's the name boss's starts name. with a P. Oh no, no, you're the, he's the shadow fighter. You know the bald guy on the cover. That's like that's mm-hmm. him. That's the guy. Okay. So you have to beat a, a, an assortment of guys. This this game did not reinvent the wheel, did it? Both. You've got uh, you've got, uh, and this is another disputable fact. You've got a number of fighters that you have to beat, and then you can fight the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. This this game has your standard stuff. You can you can you can play a game where you just go through all the fighters and fight the end guy. Uh, and depending on which level of difficulty you pick, um, it will determine how many guys you have to fight before you fight the end guy. And if you play on easy, you can beat all the guys and you still don't get to fight them. Right. That's one of those gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Right. You can also do a one-on-one match with with uh, the computer opponent of your choice. You can also do one-on-one match with a human. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the options for this are interesting. Uh, you can turn blood on and off. Blood in this is real um, tame, I'd say. It just sort of comes out and just lays there. I don't know where. Well, know. if you remember, you know, fighting games from this time, the blood was all kind of lame, you know. Well, it's, this game is not what I would call, like, I would not have a problem letting my kid play it. It's not like they're caked in blood. It just, blood just well, yeah, sort of shows I mean, up. Mortal Kombat's like that, too. Yeah, but Mortal Kombat's much more violent than sure. this. It's got in, you know, it's got the fatalities. Uh, and stuff that's like right. That. Um, you could turn the blood on and off, and I, I said to me, the blood sticks around. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, but I mean, it's kind of goofy yeah. to me, and that's really the only violence. You can turn it on and off. You can also turn. It's got the C thirty two version had music and sound effects, mm-hmm. or you could turn off the music and have sound effects plus like background noise. Mm-hmm. Which was, which I thought was interesting. The, the other you know, I didn't investigate the AGA version. I just played it with the music and the sound effects on. Yeah, I turned off. The, I thought the music was okay, but it was nothing to write home about. Uh, it was okay, mm-hmm. but I liked it. I kind of liked the background noise and the the sound effects. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, a, and that's weird to have that. I don't think I've ever seen a game that let you just have turn on like ambient noise and yeah. just like whatever stage. Because you're in on. a lot of games, there is no ambient noise. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, 
you could there. This game has a ton of passwords, which I used uh, liberally to get through. I'm sure you used them too to uh, cheat. Um, so you're probably thinking to yourself, this, how does this thing control? Well, uh, you it's it's a you use your joystick or gamepad. In my case, I use the CD32 pad. Now the funny thing about this game is, and I think this is one of my first problems with the game. Despite the fact that this is a CD32 release that I played, it still only supports one button. Right. It's right. The, the, the ultimate in lazy port. Well, now, I will admit that they do a lot with one button. Sure. But uh, that's no excuse for not incorporating more buttons when you have the Well, I, I guess the way they've got this game set up, that is, it would be a big hassle. To, to yeah, a, they'd have to not be quite so lazy. Here's my... <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. I'm not gonna fight I mean, you. there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse. <laughs> it was it was unusual. You wonder why the CD32 failed? This is yet another of the thousand reasons. Listen, if I was to purchase this for CD32, okay, and I did look at the HA version, they look they're identical looking. Mm -hmm. I would purchase it on the basis <laughs> that I could take my newly minted gamepad that had six buttons or more, eight, and I could use the buttons to play this fighting game. And so when you can't, it would be a real drag. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and so that's the first problem I've got with it. And another thing is, I don't think I'd want to try this on an actual joystick. It would be very. Did you use a gamepad? I, I use a gamepad. Yeah, this would be extremely difficult. On it's hard on a gamepad. So I want to go over. I've got my little book here. And the reason I printed this little book out here was to. It's got all the fighters in it, and I, and these fighters are a colorful bunch. They are. I, I want to go they over are. some of them, and, and sometimes they're not colorful. Actually, a couple of them are sort of colorful. Um, so, and I'm just going to brisk, I'm just going to go through these briskly. Uh, you've got a basketball guy named Slam Dunk. He's from Denmark. Mm -hmm. which I'm, is basketball big in Denmark? No idea. So, I'm guessing it is. He does basketball base attacks. Now, I, this is the guy that I used all the time. I liked him. Uh, uh, but, uh, he's, I think, I know I've seen another basketball guy in another game. I believe it was King, I believe King of it, Fighters. I believe it was Shaq Fu. Well, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're right. You're absolutely right. But also, there's a basketball guy in King of Fighters, I think, and also there's a football guy in World Heroes. So this isn't the first time a sports guy. Like an American football guy? Well, actually, it's weird. He's a big football guy, and you can't see his face because of the helmet. You just see red so eyes. So it is American football, not, not like a soccer Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. American yeah. football. So anyway, that's but that's in World Heroes. Then you've got, uh, that, was slam, that was slam dunk. Then you've got Electra from France. Uh, she does electric stuff. Boogie, uh, oogie, oogie. Again, it's nothing that major. You've got Soria. He's the kickboxing world champ. He's from Belgium. So at least they covered their bases right. here. Then you've got Jurgen. I didn't like Jurgen. He was German. He's a German cop. And he shoots at you. He's got a gun. That doesn't seem fair. Well, there was the guy in Mortal Kombat that there had was, a gun, too. There what was. What was his name? Cyrex? Uh, uh, well, I mean, they all had, like, lasers and stuff. But that, yeah, there was a guy that had a straight-up gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, then you've got um, Cody from the USA. He's a kudo arts master. He does some like he does your typical. He's you know, sort of Ken he, he's Ryu, sort, sort of generic. Yeah. You know, I like this guy Fakir. He's from Pakistan, mm -hmm. and he does like he's like a genie. Right. He has a magic carpet and, mm -hmm. and he does, can teleport. He doesn't look that much like a genie though. I mean, his body, what does his a genie face. Look like? I don't know. He just didn't. He didn't look genie like to me. I don't know what like they Barbara like. Eden. Well, he did look like that. Now, see, that was a missed opportunity. I know. I Where is the Barbara Eden? We need to have our own fighting title. game. Yeah. Um, 
You got Salvador from Spain. This guy had a, oh man, he had this annoying tack called the Flashing Panther. Oh yeah, that's oh, good. And it was fast. They would come across mm -hmm. the screen and be like, wow, and make a panther noise, you know? <laughs> it's sort of like Orchid in Killer Instinct. Now here's another guy I like, Curry from Tibet. The game freely admits it doesn't know what this guy is. <laughs> he's not telling. He's just kind of weird. You gotta have some mystery in your game. He's like a strategically shaped bear. Mm -hmm. You know, he and he's a big freak. And I kind of liked him. I played him a few times. I played all these guys at least once. Uh, you've got Tony, that's with an I, from Italy. Boy or girl? It's a girl. Uh, she does like fire stuff. And then now this guy, I'm, I'm gonna tell you how much I didn't like him. Lee Chin. He's a big, and the thing says he's a big fan of Bruce Lee. Well, no kidding. He looks like Bruce Lee. He does this kick where he puts his hand on the ground and just spins around in a circle. Mm -hmm. It sucked. I hated that kick. And he could just do it all the way across it's sort the of, It's sort of like um, Chun-Li's butter, um, well, butterfly kick, it is, right? It, well, no, it doesn't look like that, but it is. the effect is similar, mm -hmm. except it's dumber, which I'll get to. You've got Manx. <laughs> Manx, again, uh, uh, this is a call to... Uh, to the uh, girl in uh, Samurai Showdown. This is a, a wild cat girl, mm -hmm. you know, and, and of course that's another thing that's been done to death, the old the cat girl. The old cat girl. Then you've got Top Knot. Top Knot's a tie boxer. Mm -hmm. uh, just tie boxing stuff. I should mention that Manx fights like a girl cat, claw, claws and stuff, you know. Makes sense. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, again. Uh, then you've got Yardo. <laughs> It's his name, Yardo. <laughs> they yeah. were starting to run out of names. He's from Mexico. He was born in the Mexican wild. And I like this. Yardo lived alone for many years, meditating with the old ones to learn the ancient Aztec powers of the soul. The old ones? Yeah. I don't know if those are the guys from H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Those are the great old ones, but mm. yeah. Or the ancient. So anyway, this guy's electric stuff, which we've already seen one electric girl. So here's yeah. another guy. Then you've got Akura. Uh, and this is this is the honorless samurai. This is this is like raided. right now. Get this. This is this is actually the guy that we, the story was about. And then the guy you fight then is sort of the master of this guy. Now, if you look at the graphics in the game, they don't look anything like the drawings. Well, they don't. But if the uh, uh, there's a guy in here, I got everyone uh, in the drawings appears to have like a 74 inch chest. Well, They're yeah. all puffed up beyond all recognition. Anyway, this the guy that has the Raiden hat. It looks like they just took the hat and stuck it on another one of the other pictures. I'm well, sure that's there, what they did. There might be a chance. Yeah, no, I guarantee yeah. you. If you look at the game, it just looks like they stuck a, a hat on him. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he does sword stuff because he's a he's a jacked up samurai. And then you've got the main guy, the Shadow Fighter. He's a big weird dying guy. And you also, if you put in a code, you can play as, uh, play as poop eyes. <laughs> who That's what, who I was talking about. Who he's the boss, play. right? No, he's not the boss. Uh -oh. Poopaz, he's the guy that in training mode, it's just, it's a training dummy. You weigh on that can attack uh -oh. you. Oh, I but thought you he can, was the boss. You can play as him, too. If you, if you, It's not that much fun <laughs> uh, to play as Poopaz. So you've got a... Uh, I didn't like this cast of characters, I'll be honest with you. I thought they were uh, derivative and, and sort of generic. I mean, say what you will about a game like Body Blows, but you've got like the... You've got like the fighting banker. I disagree. Well, I disagree to a certain extent. <laughs> There's a ninja, and his name is Ninja. That screams ninja when he wins. If he's fun to play, though, I mean, I like that guy. That, well, we'll get into the. You're right. I'm not, Body wasn't the best example. It's hard to be original in the realm of a fighting game, but these and some of these guys are kind of original, like Curry, a couple others. But it didn't do it for him. You me. can't tell me that Yorda is not original. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like Yorda. Uh, so. You've got all the guys here. Here are all your fighters. This game boasts like 17, 18 fighters, a lot, tons of guys, okay? Um, so, how does it play? 
you know, I've been talking for a while. Let, why don't you chime in? You played this. How did how did it play for you? And what did you like and what did you not like? But. So I could not wait to come in here and kill this game. <laughs> I was wondering which side of the fence you were going to fall so on. I, so I, you're gonna I make, heard that... You're going to make me be good cop on this? You didn't let me finish. Okay, go ahead. I could not wait to come in and kill this game. I, I, I heard the name Shadow Fighter. Yeah. And I figured, boy, we've covered all the big fighting games on this platform so far. Almost. This has got to be the bottom of the barrel, just the worst. I couldn't have been more wrong. I love this game. I thought this game was great. Now, this game is a one-button game. Yeah. Okay? It is. It does. It, there's only one button, so you've just got to live with the fact that it's a one-button game. But this game... I could pull the moves off. I could I, I could do the moves with some a degree of regularity. The game is beautiful. It is by far the best looking fighting game on the Amiga. I'm talking about the the AGA version. The OCS version is pretty. The AGA version is gorgeous. Was there a when major look, difference on the two? Yeah, I mean, there's so many more colors. Oh, yeah. uh, there's so much more movement. Um, the uh, the the characters, like you said, the derivative. Hey, newsflash: every fighting game has derivative characters. That's I don't I don't not every that against but it. some most of them. Yeah, um, the game is like there. The modes are plentiful. There's passwords, like you said. So if you can't get through something, you can you can find a way around it. Um, you know, the, my biggest knock against it is that it's one button, and for the CD32 version, and even for the AGA version, because the AGA, as we all know, supported multiple buttons, they really should have changed that. But if you're looking at this game as this is a one-button fighting game on the Amiga, I have not played one that looked better or played better or sounded better that I had more fun with. Uh, um, <clears throat> no. I'm going to disagree with you on a lot of that. I think Fighting Spirits looked better. Uh, and, and, the sprites are larger in Fighting Spirits, I'll tell you it that. It played better. And I, here's it my play Here's my biggest problem with this game. It's not even the button situation because it, they played the hand they were dealt to a certain degree. Again, they were lazy. And OCS can do two buttons as well. I mean, uh, you know, Lionheart has two buttons. Uh, but uh, um, the problem with this game is the fundamental game. Um, the actual balance, the gameplay, the amount of damage your attacks do is idiotic. It's an idiotic game. And this is the problem with this game. Um, you can throw free, you can hit a guy with three fireballs and kill him. You can hit a certain move and kill a guy with two shots. The computer's an idiot. Even on the hardest level, I mean, don't get me wrong, it can beat you, it can kick your butt, but it's generally, I mean, I could, I could pummel the computer. I think that's another reason why I liked it. I, I could pummel the computer, but if it hit, there were several moves that it took, it, 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 the balancing was crap. This, that is the Achilles heel of this game. The graphics are okay, they're okay. I mean, I can't believe you're calling the graphics in this game okay. They're pretty good. Don't, I'm not going to kill the graphics. I'm saying, I'm the this. backgrounds in this are so detailed. They're, some of them are. Some of them aren't. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, you know, there's, there's parallax scrolling. They did, they, they, did, they did their homework on everything but the actual fundamentals of the game. This is what separates a game like a, a Fighter's History, or excuse me, a Fighter's History. What well, was a good game? A uh, uh, Samurai Showdown or a Street Fighter game. Uh, from from the all the other wannabes, oh, it's sure. the balancing of the characters and the balancing of the damage that's done. I thought at first that I had because I started on easy and worked my way up, and I mm. thought that that was what the problem was. It wasn't. It was it was irrelevant. This game has a a balance issue, a big one. Uh, the uh, there are certain moves that do way too much damage, and I mean, 
it's I would I would be crushing a guy, and all of a sudden I would just, the game would just end. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, what happened? He'd hit me with one move yeah. that took away two thirds of my bar. Yeah. I think you've got a valid point. I mean, you can't you 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 can't put a game like this up against you know Samurai Showdown or something like that, where the, you know the Japanese developers are the masters of the one on one fighting genre, and these European developers, I mean, they were trying to make something that looked like it, but I don't think they really understood the mechanics of what makes a balanced fighting. Game. I agree. And since you are you know you're so well versed, that was probably more apparent to you right off the bat than it but was. But even to me. you had to notice games that would be over sure. in three seconds. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could end a round in less than 10 seconds. You know, and this isn't Killer Instinct, where, I mean, it takes a guy that is a... Uh, uh, you could do the same thing, but it has to be someone that's super skilled mm-hmm. and knows all the combos. This is just tossing a couple of basketballs or, or whatever yeah. and, and knocking guys out. Uh, the characters... This game is a real... Um, it's an odd-looking game to me. The characters have a, it's a, this reminds me, you were talking about One Must Fall. One of the things it does share in common with it is there's a pseudo anime uh, art style in some of the characters that just doesn't work. The characters in this are supposed to be like real hot chicks. They'll turn around for the butt shot or whatever, yeah. and they, but they don't look sexy Very at ineffective butt it shot. It looks like, uh, 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 it's not that I just, couldn't really even tell. I was wondering if she was actually turned around, you know? <laughs> The girls got what's it Frank Fertitta had like the the girls the was that who was the the artist that like the uh, girls the big huge honeys that he probably liked a couple of these girls is that right that is that Frank who did this? I have no idea what you're talking about you never heard of that guy the no. artist okay well, well I, I, is this an artist you know in quotes no no he's super famous someone will help me out there uh, uh, Frenetti or whatever his name is but anyway the the art in this uh, the characters some of the characters look better than others. They took some shortcuts, like I said, on some of the, the, the every fight you start, there's they put up a profile of the fighters. <clears throat> That's cool the first time. That you could have used that. I would rather see a picture of the fighters or something. Let me ask you a question. Is this the only game that you can think of where the fighters uh, immediately upon like starting the match they both jump backwards? That is st- <laughs> <laughs> That's something else I th- I was like I was watching video of this. Uh, and and uh, I'd seen when we picked this when this got picked and I was like okay let's try this I'm not, I I wasn't anywhere near a computer that I can play it on so I was like I'm going to watch a video and just see what this looks like and I kept seeing that I was like man that's weird they do that every time I didn't know it was it's mandatory your characters both jump backwards instantly mm-hmm. which is I mean it doesn't mean anything you know but it's it's still goofy to me well to me it, it, it's it's kind of dumb because sometimes when you're playing a fighting game you want to get the early jump in and That's you want right. to attack the guy right off the bat so I have a fighting style often where it's like a, a rush in type mm-hmm. style and you're right and this game given the fact that you only have the one button it's real easy to try to hit the wrong move right and so when you're jumping in if you're not careful uh, you will hose yourself instantly. It's, oh, yeah. it's a real hassle. Another thing that was kind of an issue is that sometimes when you're doing a uh, like a fireball type move, if you press down, you'll kneel and you'll sort of remain in that kneeling stance, and, and that that becomes an issue too. So again, they were trying to do what all that they could with one button. It's not the best experience, but like I said, I can't think of a game where I was able to pull off the number of moves that I was in this game. Another thing that's helpful too is that this game has, I think, six total button and stick combinations. It's like A through G. I was looking at a magazine. There's a lot of game. There's a lot and, of uh, moves. And and if you learn those six combinations, you can do any of the moves with any of the fighters. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. They do a lot with the one button. and I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, it's cleverly done, but the problem with that is 
when you do all that with one button, there's much, much more likelihood that you're going to screw up than you, when you have the multiple buttons to choose from. Two buttons, it, to me, is uh, at least a better number because at least you can separate punches and kicks yeah. or something. Uh, when you're when you're in hot and heavy in the action, it's real tough to, to use the the one button. Absolutely. And so when you're a serious uh, when you're a serious fight fan, uh, this is a game. You know, we've talked this before. I was just talking to my buddy at work today about this. Um, this is a game that was it's highly regarded. Okay, it's very highly regarded. I mean, and I'll get into it in a moment. But the it's the review stuff are real high. But I mean, this is if you put this on uh, on on any console, this would be sub pedestrian. Like this would get they would no one would play it. This would be, there would be a zero percent chance because of the button layout and because it just of the of the uh, the basics in it. It's just an unplayable, fundamentally unplayable game. Now with two people, which I didn't get to test. Mm-hmm. Could be a different story. You know, I, I feel like at this time there were so many subpar fighters coming out on the consoles that this game probably could have squeaked by if it had multi-button support. They probably could have gotten something out the door. They could have they could have tricked some people in, into into buying this. You know, on the box it cracked me up. It says, "Who needs Mortal Kombat when you have this?" You know, it says yeah. Amiga Magazine. I saw that. Um, this game uh, promised additional fighters. Uh, not only does it promise it. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, it says coming soon, it's still fighters. Uh, that, I think that was in the ads or maybe even on the box. There were never any more released. And I looked around trying to get some information on it and I, I couldn't find anything about it. So that's kind of a bummer. I, I, it would have been interesting because, I mean, they've got a, a pretty large roster. And I will say the characters are, for the most part, they're pretty different, you know? Uh, I mean, different enough to where I'm not going to complain about that. I mean, you've got a good a, a good roster. The backgrounds are, they range from uh, perfectly adequate to pretty good. I mean, and a couple that are really good, but nothing. Like the, the subway one is just great. Right. The train going by yeah. and back. There's, there's some that are pretty good, but I mean, it's not like, uh, uh, it's not going to blow you to smithereens. This game is tough for me, uh, to be honest with you, because I, I, I debated a lot this week as to where I would rank this in the pantheon of, of Amiga games. And I'm throwing out the Mortal Kombat and stuff. I'm just talking about like your, your Street Fighters, your Fighting Spirits, your Body Blows. Why are you throwing out Mortal Kombat? It's a different type of game because you've got block as a button. And you, it, Mortal Kombat has a different vibe to me than the other fighting games. And Mortal Kombat has its own sort of flawed system from the get-go, but it in a different way. Um, this game... It, does this look better than Body Blows uh, AGA versions? Some parts of it do, you know. Uh, I think the characters are more, a little more. I like the characters in Body Blows a little bit more. Actually, I don't like the characters in Mario Bros. Galactic too. So I mean, there are some characters that I like, but which one do I think is a better game? That's and and I don't. And it's tough. I think I would pick Body Blows just on the basis that it's and it's flawed, but it's a better system. The funny system is the funny system is just is so bad that I, it really robbed me of, of the joy of it. Because otherwise, I, like, I'm like you. The backgrounds look nice. The parallax is nice. Multi-layers of parallax scrolling. The music was good when I had it on. The sound effects were good. The character selection was good. But it's really let down by the gameplay. And I, I just wonder how these scores came out that were so high when you've got this big, a huge fundamental flaw. Maybe, maybe people that were playing Amiga games at the time 
weren't necessarily the biggest fighting fans given their choice of platform and they just they were like me they didn't they noticed that some fights were over faster than others but maybe they were just like hey maybe that's just the game yeah, and some of the moves are, the, are super duper ridiculously cheap too so yeah it is what it is uh, now here's something i thought was interesting so remember we talked about the people that made this game naps mm-hmm. uh the team is the old is the oldest Italian development team, which I believe Italians also did Fighting Spirit, didn't they, as I recall? That seems like they did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it was started in 1993 by Fabio, Fabio Capone. What a name. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, Domenico Barba. They know and, how to name. And this was their first game. And it was successful, you know, as far as that goes. But these guys are still around. Believe it or not, you know I saw that they they have a uh, a Facebook page, yeah, and they were sort of teasing a new version of this game. I don't know if anything ever came of it. Well, uh, so they've done forty five games. Now tell me if you've heard. I just wrote down a few. They've worked on every system. Mm-hmm. I mean everything from phones, Windows, PS four, PS three, everything. So they right now they've got a game coming out called I think it's called Maria the Witch. They did a game called Dead Eye Gym, WW2, Battle Over Pacific, WW1, Aces of the Sky, uh, Gakito Advance, uh, Rage Ball, Gakito, and Sniper Assault. I've never heard of any of these games, no. but that doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're bad. They could be re- European exclusives <laughs> right. or or whatever. But I thought it's kind of neat that the company that this is the game that launched their company and the company's still around. So and apparently this game did okay, you know. Uh, and it, I was amazed at how popular it was on Lemon. Like, there were no naysayers or anyone bad-mouthing mm-hmm. it. That's pretty rare, even with really, you know, successfully scored games. Uh, to get to the scores and the... And the uh, and I just looked over a few of the CD32 reviews. Uh, a Lemon gave the CD32 version an 8.41. That's huge. They gave the AGA version an 8.1 and, a, and the OCS an 8.1. So all those over 8... Uh, Amiga Computing U.S. Edition 1 gave this a 91. By the way, I can't find any U.S. release for this, so if it was released over here, I, I can't find it. Amiga Format gave it an 89, and Australian AUI gave it an 89. So, And I looked over scores for the AGA version. They were all in the 80s, upper 80s and 90s, and so was the OCS. So popular game, uh, uh, but uh, just a fundamental flaw for me. That's just me. Your final, any final thoughts? I, you know, like I said, I, I enjoy this game a lot. Um, I may have to go back and play uh, Fighting Spirits again, just to, just to r- refresh my memory. Um, but uh, I really liked it. Really liked it. Um, just closing the door, eBay on this. Um, again, there were no U.S. copies. Uh, the CD32 version uh, you can get for $12, $12 U.S. in the U.K., 63 bucks in the U.K., that... They they had in and these are for the CD cases in Germany they had uh, uh, they had the uh, box version which and I couldn't tell if it was the AGA or the or the OCS uh, for thirty four bucks thirty five bucks forty eight bucks uh, in the UK you get the box ones too so they, they were out there that wasn't like it was super rare to get you're probably gonna be paying somewhere between you know if you want the box version between twenty and fifty sixty bucks okay. something like that so okay there you go I, you know I will say uh, it was play it was I thought it was going to be absolute garbage. It was not. Aaron, last week we didn't have a Patreon song. 
Yeah, what happened to that? Oh, that's right. You, made, you did something to humiliate me. Well, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you you knew. Now, did you remember Figgy CTZ after? I know Figgy. Uh, we talk about I will, I will end <laughs> you, sir. Um, three fireballs. We have a new Patreon supporter. Uh, just signed on today. We want to retro welcome Retro Man Cave Ooh. to the fold. Look at um, that. We, I, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, I and love your stuff. As always, uh, with this song, if you know the Patreon song, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and uh, I will read your name as a winner um, if you guess correctly. So, here we go. Oh, God. Let's see, you throw up a hairball. <laughs> I'm establishing a groove. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew, Daniel Williams, Robert Edgerton Third, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Khaled Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoe, Darren Lomax, Colin 419, Buck Bitter, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf Kellon, Alan Kebab, Checo de Levelon, John Marshall, yeah. It's like Bob Matthew Poe. <laughs> oh, yes. Ricky DeRosa, Creepy Dead Boy. Oh, yes. Figgy <laughs> Z, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sogan Monson. Edmund Hillan, Blender 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Falls, Dreamcatcher, Longeroo, Graham Vepke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro, and Vintage Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Taves from the Crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rouleau, and THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Butter, Codal Dare, Jason Darren, Coles, Jason Wards, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. Man, what was that? That was your favorite band. That was ABBA. That sounded like some AM gold right there. <laughs> some easy Thank rock that paradise. Break. <laughs> that may be the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Well, Aaron, next week, deck the halls, jingle those bells. It's time for our annual Christmas show. It is. It is. Uh, next You're week, right. Holy smokes. Isn't that crazy? It's upon oh, us so already. Far behind. It's I'm upon so far us. behind, boat. We're going to be playing two classic Christmas Amiga titles. Uh, Fire and Ice Christmas Edition. Mm-hmm. Fire and Ice. Remember that? Have yeah. Thor. Sister Christian. Sister Christian's a song from a band called Night Ranger. Yeah. Fire and Ice is a song from Pat Benatar. They're, it's like the same thing. As Brent used like to call a her, group. Pat Nebatar. He couldn't get the last name. Mm. Yeah. What is a Nebatar? Man, I don't know. I don't want to know. There's a question for ARG. It's, it's, a, it's a Minotaur with two butts, or a centaur. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be playing Christmas Lemmings. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So I played that one. Thanks, as always, to the Amigos Game Selection Committee they are wide. Uh, for uh, choosing this game for us. And, and we're not going to be playing the Christmas Maria game? No. 
No Christmas Maria. I'll be playing that one on my own time. That is the Amigos After Dark portion. Um, thanks, as always, to all of the folks hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, and on YouTube, we have The Future Was 8-Bit, Ricky DeRocher, Craig McClellan, Necronom, Jason Warns, Pishbot, nice to see you, Pishbot, Retro Man the Cave. Uh, let's see, just a whole ton of folks. <laughs> see what Retro out. wrote. Picard 2005 He revoked it, definitely. <laughs> I knew when, he, when you led the song with his name, I was like, man, I think he's canceling that check right now, <laughs> calling up the bank. <laughs> So, uh, as always, we record on Friday nights around 5.30ish Eastern. Um, we hope you will join us for our Christmas show next week and in two weeks, our Amigos New Year's Eve Spectacular. It's going to be off the chain Drunk and Drunken Mayhem. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, guys, thanks as always for listening. Keep on playing the Amiga. We'll see you next week. Adios. Adios. What happened to Until Then? Do Did it I again. About Until Do then? it again. Okay. Until then, Adios. I'll do it again. Keep it going. Nah, One more time. That's it. I'm done. All right.